Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey everyone, welcome back. Just by starting today, I just want to say a big thank you to everyone for watching these videos and listening to this podcast. I, I really appreciate all the all the support and uh, I hope you're getting a lot out of it and hopefully I can help you a little bit more throughout the rest of this preseason. We're getting really close to the season, guys, so I hope you enjoy this one. So we're going to be going through all of the trial games from the weekend. So there's going to be a bunch of stuff that's going to be really helpful for us and there's going to be a bunch of stuff that's going to be clouding our minds a little bit, especially around the guns, you know, considering they played a lot less minutes and, and didn't score as well as, as what you would have hoped. Um, but I hope that this brings you a little bit more clarity for your teams. Um, and just a, just a last thing, guys, just obviously we will be putting out my opinion on a lot of these guys. Please don't take it as gospel. It's just my opinion. Please just take the information as it is and, and help make and let it help make your own decisions. So I'm going to start with the first game of the week, which was the Raiders and the Roosters. And we'll go through a few of the players there. The interesting one was Tedesco was kicking when Takiaho went off the field. So Ta- Takiaho is definitely not going to play the 80 minutes. He might do in a few games, but that's going to be the anomaly rather than, than the normalcy. Um, and you can see he, he was able to get one out of two there and kicked a good one from, from close to the sideline uh, and with one duff there. But yeah, so he's, he's going to be a top-line gun wing fullback. We know that. Um, we'll scroll down, scroll down to the rest of the guys there. Lockie Lamb had, had 40 points there, so did a, did a decent amount of, of kicking in play. It's really hard to see all the stats from, uh, from this screen with it being so long, but just over a couple hundred kick metres um, in, in conjunction with, with Hutchison, who, who kicked less than him. So you can expect someone in the couple hundred metres during uh, his full-time games with Kiri by his side um, and, and a score of 40 when he, he just did a little bit, did nothing, nothing too crazy, was uh, was a good result for, for Lamb, and, and that's a nice score that will, will make him some decent money, and, and you'd be hoping for that to be at more of a minimum. He obviously didn't play the whole game either with, with Walker coming on, so uh, that's that's really good signs for him, and he, he looked like he could hold his own in this team, and, and that's all you really need to see from him at this stage. Uh, moving along, Hutchinson's not someone we want to be thinking about too much anyway. Jake Friend... He won't be getting the, 
the amount of minutes that we're looking for out of him. So Takia had a really good start. Had scored 25 points in his first 27 minutes with a couple of goal kicks, which is what everyone was hoping for. And then came on to for his second sin and ended up with a score of 42. So this is my this is my worry with him. With him obviously being priced at 50 already, even with those goal kicking stats, you know, to make 118 meters and around 30 tackles with a couple of demerits, then that's you know that's not going to be amazing for him. You know, 42 in a trial is nothing nothing to sneeze at, but he's someone that I'd I'd be cautious of. I'd be cautious of expecting him to average closer to 60, which a lot of people are. And he's he's never he's never been someone that's done that, and that's that's my big caution for him. Crichton showed exactly what he can do, and, and as a lot of us think, he's going to be a top mid and edge this season. So he's someone that I'd suggest bring into your team. He's just he's looking even bigger and stronger with his with his sexy new haircut and the goatee. So um, he's someone that I'll be having in my side. And so please don't take that as as gospel. But he, he's he's someone that I think is going to be really good for your team going forward. Tupanua scored a try, got 38. A lot of people are still really talking him up, but when you, but when you look at his, you know, at his price to start with, at 485, he's already priced at 36. So I can see him averaging closer to 40. We've spoken about him at, a bit at length, and you know he's got a, a 37 with a try in 80 minutes. You know, he's got a nice 75. So he's got a, a couple of random big games, a 75 with a double. He's someone that scores a few tries, but. He also can get a 33 in 74 minutes, so I don't feel like he's too undervalued at this stage going forward. Uh, let me look down the down the line. Sam Walker played really well, um, but it doesn't look like he'll get a he'll get a start. Got those 40 points, um, and, and no one really else to talk about in this Rooster side. We'll move into the Raiders side of things, and and some interesting ones there. We've had guys like Nickel Klockstad being spoken about a bit. Um, didn't didn't play too much of that game and and scored 13 points, which again not something you want to be stressing about too much at this stage. Bailey Simon Simonson one point, beautiful, just exactly what we run. Um, so only four runs, nothing nothing too exciting for Simonson there, which is exactly what I thought anyway. So <coughs> he's he's try, someone that I'd I'd look to try and avoid. Tomoko played as well, 10 points, nothing crazy as well, but. He, he should have that spot for the first few games. There's also the chance that he, he's putting some pressure on Curtis Scott, but again, we'll have to wait and see what happens with Teamless um, in, the, in the first couple of weeks for, for what's going to happen there. Rapana had a good little game, but that's just standard for him around those points. Jack Wyden didn't do too much and then and scored a nice one-on-one, uh, a nice individual try. Georgie Williams, 22. Sam Williams, yeah, nothing special there. Georgie, I've seen a few people have him in their team, but he's not someone that's too popular. I don't see him as having too much upside. Josh Hodgson was an interesting one. Did get two try assists and still only had 27. So he's always been that that's someone that's a really good really good footy player but doesn't translate too well to fantasy. And, and obviously we can't take too much out of this 27, but I expect more scores around the 40 than I would the 50 with him, giving him a uh, fairly limited upside. Emery Gula, Hudson Young, scored a try on the edge and got 49. So he he did what, uh, what you know, coaches would like him to do. And, and played really well to the eye. Tommy Starling is a, is a really good player and, and dominated the the other game in the in the New South Wales Cup one, and then played a little bit in this one too for 19 points. Corey Horsburgh goes goes about his business and it was really cool to see Ryan James get back into the 
into the fold of things. But in terms of the Raiders, there wasn't a lot to talk about. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in round one, even round two and three, with someone like CHN looking to, to come back into the side. But at this stage, there's not a lot of really good options for me on the Raiders' side. So we'll move along to the Storm and the Knights game, which was dominated by the Storm, um, which makes sense. They're, they're definitely... They won the comp last year. They're definitely the best team we can say at this stage. <clears throat> and you look at someone like Pappenhausen, he got to kick the goals, which is really good. And he actually kicked them really well. Kicked a couple from the sideline. Didn't have to do too much in attack. He looked really sharp. Passing looked really good. He had he had pretty much almost a line break, and he didn't even get credited with, with one tackle bus in that whole thing. So, But a score of 24, you're not going to be worried about that. He, he played well and, and did what he needed to do in the, in the time he was on the field. Remus Smith looked okay to the eye. Um, in centres, so you'd expect a, a small bump in his scores in the centres, and and for those looking to bring him in, you, you want him to be about ten points undervalued, and and I'm not sure if I see that at this stage. I think maybe five to seven points undervalued, but it's just going to depend uh, what his base stats are going to be like, which I think aren't going to be too high in a in a side which has a lot of guys that are good at coming out of trouble. It depends who who gets this wing spot, but you've got Adokar. Olam, these kind of guys, they're going to be really good at uh, and Pappenhausen making the metres out of, out of their own end and, and will Smith see the ball with a, with a really strong left side in, in Olam, Adokar, Munster so that's something to think about with him uh, Ado, we don't want to talk about too much in terms of his fantasy scores Munster just did what he needed to do, nothing spectacular, you wouldn't expect him to go crazy in a trial Jerome Hughes uh, had his hands on the ball a lot more than Munster did and managed to score a try himself and and get get a score of 47. So you can see with, with Cameron Smith out, Hughes sort of picked off where he ended last year in those last bunch of games where he, where he had more control over the ball, um, you know, had his hands on the ball more, you know, with it, was, it goes straight to him or it goes straight to Munster or it stays in Smith's hands. And you can see that he's uh, he, he really took control, as I said. Um, Harry Grant took a couple of kicks out of out of the hooking role but our issue with him is we just found out that he's going to be out for probably the first month of the season with an MCL sprain uh, NRL physio said it would be a possible rupture um, to the MCL which is a shorter span of a, an injury return but that's going to be interesting to see who plays nine obviously Brandon Smith should and a lot of people will probably be hooked in on bringing him in um, but this is going to be interesting to see what happens with the minutes on the bench then for, for someone like a Kamikamika, Christian Welsh, Bromwich, these kind of guys, are they going to get bigger minutes with Brandon Smith playing in the in the nine role for the first few games of the season? Uh, Bromwich just woke him out. Nelson got a try like he normally would. Uh, Christian Welsh looked busy, got 30 points, didn't have to do too much. Ran the, got a lot of runs early on in the game especially and, and tackled hard, so... Just a, a normal hit around for him. Um, Nico Hines looked good off the bench. Other than that, not too much to speak about with with the Storm team. Let's uh, let's move along to the Knights. Tex Hoy looked okay. wasn't wasn't too excited with with him just in his first game back. Obviously, they're playing the Storm, and and something that I think will be interesting with Tex is is deciding who they're going to be playing against in those first bunch of rounds. They have a, a fairly decent schedule, so. If they're playing some teams that aren't as good, you can see what happens in happened in some of the other games in the in the Dragons Rabbitohs game, um, you know the Tigers Eagles game. If they get the if they get the the Dragons or or the Seagulls and that kind of thing, then I'd expect him to do a lot better than he would against a good team like the Storm. So yeah, so he looked okay. So I'd like to see 
it's very hard with, with no more trials it's going to be hard to see how he's going to play come round one but let's hope that there's someone like a Dane Laurie gets, gets a spot over, over Tex there in, in our sides uh, Stafford Toa Toala Best Best looks strong they, they went left a lot uh, especially early on in the game and, and he got a, a bunch of nice runs and a lot of post contact metres and almost making breaks down that left side so I feel like that's going to be a strong point for the Knights going forward is, is down on that left side and, and he, he with him being a focal point Pierce did what he normally do Clemmer looked okay nothing crazy Braley did exactly what we thought he would he, he made tackles had a couple of runs had a dummy half um, and nothing crazy there Fairly similar to his brother, just ran, uh, a few runs at a dummy half and, and, and tackled well. So, yeah, that's all we'd say about him. The only interesting thing with him is going to be, is he going to be the only hooker in the team come round one, or is Chris Randall going to be there, who who also plays pretty well and came off the bench there. Mitch Barnett was a late withdrawal. Frizzell looked really good in his time in the field, ran really hard, um, but not someone I'd want to be bringing to my side. Connor Watson was a really interesting one to watch. He looks like he... Returned well from his Achilles injury, and, and that's all I was really hoping for in this. He he got in and, and tackled hard and, and made a, a few little scurries out of at a dummy half and, and some quick runs at first receiver there and, and and looked like he ran freely, which was, which was great. And as we've seen in those previous scores, and that's what we're going to go off is is that more than more than these trial games is that when he's out there playing, he does get a few tackle breaks. He's he's sharp at, with his footwork and, and tackles well. So. This 12 is, is nothing to, to stress about just based on the eye test. He looked okay. Um, and then moving along, Brody Jones played well. Dominic Young looked really strong. He's a, he's a big boy out in the centres as well, nice, nice and young. One of, the, one of the guys in the Discord chat was talking him up. Um, and yeah, you can see that he's, he's that Bradman Best mould, really big young fella who should get some time across the season. So I think he's one for the Black Book. Uh, that's about all with this game, guys. We'll move along to... Titans and the Warriors. AJ Brimson, you know, it's a 12-12 game. It was a, uh, you know, fairly decent. We got we got out of it what I think we needed to. Brimson looked sharp. Had a couple of good runs. Kelly looked sharp. He he, he was looking to get in and, and make those darts out of dummy half and and do the hard yards out of the out of trouble, which got him 140 meters in that game. Um, didn't have didn't have to do too much in attack. Had a nice uh, line break assist, but other than that, nothing special. Pat Herbert looked all right. He uh, didn't kick goals, which is annoying for those that are looking to pick him up, but he did get really close to scoring on, on three occasions, um, which would have bumped his, his scoring up. And he looked, he looked all right. I, he's not someone that I'm looking to bring in my side, but I think he, he looked decent to the eye um, for those that didn't see the game. Foggy looked okay. He, he ran them around a little bit. Taylor did kick for a decent amount, over, a bit over 100 metres, so... You know, in their in their shorter time on the field with with Fogarty up at just uh, just over two hundred, so um, looks like they're going to be able, they'll be able to share it around a little bit more with with Taylor looking to play a little bit better. They've got Brimson out there; they can get early ball to Brian Kelly. Thompson looked good, nice and sharp. Um, so will Fogarty have to do everything? Not sure, but he did get the goal kicking, which is really cool for those that are interested in picking him up. Jared Wallace uh, had a good game; he looked a lot better. Mitch Rain looked solid. Got his 32 points uh, with 34. Where I can't even find where the tackles are on here. So difficult. Anyway, just mainly just mainly tackled his way to freedom uh, in this game. Mo Fodawaka looks strong. Dave Fafita, what I will say with him, he got 44 points in his 
in his limited time, and, and I think he looked really strong. If he's going to be playing close to 80 minutes, you can expect three to four to five tackle breaks at least a game to go along with some solid defense, and, and they're going to give him the ball a lot. You see he got a lot of early ball, which and he, he barreled over Sean O'Sullivan a bunch of times, so the poor kid got the, uh, the brunt of Fafita, but I think he's a really cool option for, for a lot of people's sides at, at a bit of a discount at, at just over 700K. Um, but priced in the early 50s, I think he's someone that can average 55 to 60 and be a keeper in your in your team. Um, just looks so strong. And, and with with the upside of tackle breaks, and if he's going to play the 80 minutes, he's going to be someone that's really good for your side. Tino looked really good. He, he got a bit of an easy try early on. There wasn't a lot of uh, wasn't a lot of resistance on him and and just looked solid. I think you know, they're going to use him as a little bit more of a, a front, row, front row forward when you've got someone like Tyrone Peachy on there who came on and, and looked busy. Um, the only thing to worry about is how many minutes is, is someone like Peachy going to get in this team. It looks like he'll start on the on the bench um, and, and come on and, and play close to that 50 minutes is, is the thoughts, but he's someone that you know could get a 60 or 70 or he can get a 27 like he, like he did on the weekend. So something to think about. Jamin Joloff should get some good minutes in this pack. Uh, he looks strong. Um, Aaron Clark and Tana Boyd came on and played some minutes at number nine. But other than that, not too much to talk about further with the Titans. I think there's a chance that they have a bunch of guys that do really well in this side, and then fantasy-wise, and then you know, there's a chance that they underwhelm a little bit just because of the fact that there's so many good options and they all need to get their touches and, and, and do well. So there's not, there's not that one to two players that's going to take the, the bulk of, of the work and, and get those massive fantasy scores. But I think guys on certain days could go big um, and then have a quiet one. You know, I could see Fogarty and David Fafita having a big one one week as they go right a little bit more. And then Brian Kelly um, and maybe Peachy, who, who roams a bit on the left side, doing a lot better in a certain game. So it's my thoughts on the Titans. Let's have a go with the with the Warriors here. Roger looked great. If you're interested in having him in your side, I think I think that's a really good option. He looks sharp. There's definitely an up, some upside this year with, with some more attacking stats as he didn't get that last year. Sometimes it just happens. Um, you can see with Luke Brooks last year, didn't play as well. Roger still played well, just didn't have the option uh, attacking options. Ewan Aiken's a great option as a keeper centre. Not sure if I'd have him early on, just because I, I, I prefer to spend a little bit less in the centre, especially when you got, have guys like Brian Kelly, who, who's on the way up in a good team. But Ewan Aiken's going to be a really good option. Runs over 100 metres, makes three to four tackle breaks, close to 20 tackles, does his job. Uh, who else do we need to talk about? Cody Nikarima did well. He's kicking goals as well, so he'll, he'll score fairly well. I think we spoke about him being maybe slightly undervalued uh, across the season. But with Chanel coming back for round one, I, I don't see too much upside. Fanua Blake did okay. I don't see him as an option. Wade, in- Wade Egan got injured. There's a good chance that he's going to be out for a few weeks. Uh, possibly with a with a cooked thumb, I believe. Um, so he didn't get to we didn't get to see too much of Egan, which was was frustrating. Tanua Brown played and started over someone like Armour. Murdoch Masilla in his first run made a line break, did really well. His minutes is going to be the issue. He's already priced in the in the thirties there, and um, will he will he be able to exceed that? I'm not sure, but he did look good. I'm I'm happy with how he looked to the eye. Bailey Sirinan. Yeah, played well. It looks like there's a chance that between him and, and Jazz Tavanga, they might have to play some nine between them. Uh, who else we got? Toe Harris looked okay. He had a couple of errors early on, but he's someone I think is going to play big minutes in his side, which is great for the, if you're interested. Josh Curran played really well. Got to try. The issue is going to be when Katoa comes back, is he going to get 
the minutes, but I, I feel like if he gets a starting spot at some stage of the year, he's going to make uh, people a lot of money because he's, he works hard, runs a, a good line in attack and, and can score you some tries and do well for your side. Tavanga's going to be an interesting option if he gets the nine position for the first bunch of weeks, but he is priced at a, a, a very we- weird price. Uh, to make to make some money there and score well. Lisa Armel played some limited minutes off the bench, and if he gets a bench role, I think I might have to leave him out of my side. He didn't look anything anything crazy uh, to the eye. I I think I might have to leave him when when we talk about someone like Matt Lodge, who looked a lot better. All right, Will Kennedy actually looked fairly solid for the Sharks. Uh, helped with a, a bunch of try assists out to the uh, out to the left hand side to Ronaldo, who looked strong and picked up seventy two fantasy points. So Ronaldo. He's getting better and better each year. He's someone that I've, I've had a look at, but I think he's going to be, you know, score a, a game of 20 and then a game of 60, you know, that kind of that kind of up and down with a, a couple of games of 20 before he gets another double. So someone that was interesting. Ramian looks strong again, um, but he's just at a weird price for me to make to make your money and turn into a keeper. A few people have spoken about him, but yeah. Matty Moylan at 17 fantasy points. He did what I think we needed him to do. He looks slick, but he always does, right? He's just someone that I think he's good at at the second last pass, so the pass that doesn't get the try assist, right? So the lead up work, I think he's really good at, and and helped uh, Will Kennedy get the try assist out to Ronaldo, for example. So I think he's going to be someone that's going to be doing that. He didn't kick at all in general play, so that all that kicking went to Townsend. So Moylan, I'm still not sure is an option. I think he's going to he's going to average somewhere in the twenties and not making much money. Townsend did every kick. He also kicked some goals, which is going to be great for your side. If you put those two in by themselves, that's an extra 10 to 15 points just in kick meters that you wouldn't get usually. And with Johnson coming back you know, after seven to eight, seven to 10 rounds, we're not sure at this stage, I think Townsend is going to make up 10 points of value in someone's side and do really well, averaging somewhere in the 40s, which, which will give him that upside. So he's someone that I'm tempted to bring into my side at the moment, possibly on the bench, but we'll see what's going to happen with my starting side. Hamlin Newelli, I've seen a few people having their team, but he scored too many tries last year for me to see him as slightly undervalued. Um, Blake Braley, a few people have been talking about him as possibly a keeper option, uh, but I see him averaging somewhere in the 40s again, and his brother is much less, uh, much more undervalued than, than what he is. Woods Nakora. Nakora is just going to do his thing as normal. Magulius shouldn't be playing come round one, but he's someone that does go really well when he does. Connor Tracy, there's talks of him moving into the one position, but I'd say Will Kennedy has that over Tracy at this stage. Jack Williams, we don't want to talk about him after last year. Fafita came on and looked strong again for 33. The minutes is going to be his issue. Uh, and then that's going to be all for these guys. And we'll move to the dogs. So nice long review today, guys. If you're, if you're enjoying the content, and uh, really appreciate if you hit that like button. Um, and if you're new to this channel, please hit subscribe. Uh, I would really appreciate it as well. All right, dogs. Corey Allen looks solid without scoring too much. Will Hopawade, 41 without doing too much. Just made just made his 20 tackles. Got a try assist, just over 100 metres. Just a very solid option for your centre or wing fullback uh, to, to get 41 without doing too much is great. Kotri got 48 and looked really strong in the centres, which is going to be his spot for the rest of the year. There's a chance that he had a little bit of an injury coming out of that. So think of that as you will and find out more as we go along through the week. Kyle Flanagan... Did what he needed to do. Has to average 54 for your team, so I wouldn't be thinking about him too much. Again, there's a few people thinking about him as he's going to do the majority of the work when someone like Avrilo comes in. All right, Sianna Katoa did okay. Hetherington 
34 points. Didn't really do too much, if I'm honest. To the eye, he got dominated a little bit by the Sharks pack. Um, someone like Elliot was really strong on the edge and got a try there. So, again, you can expect, like Raymond Fatala Mariner, a few games like that, uh, and then a few games where he, he might average closer to 40. But they do have uh, him coming back into the side who didn't play. And Corey Waddell was on the other edge. We're not sure what's going to happen with Jackson. It looks like he might be moving into the middle, especially with Luke Thompson out for the first period. Um, but Waddell did his job. And, and if he gets a, a big minute role on the edge, then I think he is slightly undervalued at this point in time. Jackson in the middle it doesn't have any upside. Uh, and then you got the other guys. Stimson came on, didn't do too much. That's about all with this one. Uh, we'll move to the Dragons and the Rabbitohs. <clears throat> all right, Matty Dufty, you look strong again, but is he going to be a, a season-long keeper? I'm not too sure about him. Ramsey looks solid, got a nice try. Bird did what he needed to do for 50 minutes for a 23, had a nice try assist, little hit and pass, um, and his runs looked a lot better than the week before. So he's someone that I think is still an option for teams, but at 370, you'd want to make sure that he's going to be playing that 80 minutes in the centres to to give him uh, that upside, which, you know, being priced at... In the high 20s, you'd want to be scoring in the mid-30s to 40. So, not sure if he's going to be able to do that. Lomax looked great. Didn't have to do too much. Kick some goals. Score a 27. But he will be a top-line keeper in the centres. Pereira and Norman, not much to talk about. Benny Hunt looks solid like he normally does in the in the halves and, and should get a fifth, an average in the 50s. Farmasuli only played 21 minutes for 18, but he looked, he looked fine. McCulloch, 53 points in 61 minutes was really, really good. Um, that's exactly what you'd be looking for with him. If there's no other hooker on the bench and he gets 80 minutes, I think he's a great option for your side. Moving along, Vaughan scored a try, nice strong try. Tarek Sims, Josh Kerr didn't look that great. Laurie looked okay. Alvaro played 30, uh, scored 38 in 41 minutes, which was great, but is he going to get the, the spot on the bench? If he does, then he can play 35 to 40 minutes. He's got some value for sure. But you've got someone like Farmasuli on there which might take a little bit of that. Max Fagai played a little bit, um, looked okay. Looked decent in the in the other game as well, but it looks like Bird will have that spot locked down. All right, Dylan Edwards looked solid, didn't have to do too much. Staines did okay, but when you got Brian To'o doing a lot more of the heavy lifting out, out, of the, uh, out of the red zone, and Staines is doing a little bit less of that, then you can see where the value Lies and why Toto is, is close to a keeper in the wing fullbacks just because of the work that he does. Um, Staines doesn't look like that type of player, although he looks strong when he ran the ball. Crichton, again, I think is going to need a lot of attacking stats to be to become a keeper. It just doesn't have the base stats. Momorowski looks solid for 37 points, did what he needed to do, and if he gets his spot in the centres in round one, I think he's going to be a really decent option for a lot of sides. Um, but price similar to, similarly to Jack Bird, it's, it's an interesting one. They've got to get in the 35s to 40 and become almost almost a keeper level player to, to be worth it in your side. Jerome Luai looked gun. My worry for Cleary, even though he did really well again, uh, scored a try, got 61, is the fact that Luai is getting better more and more as we go along. And will he take a few more of the kicks? Will he demand a lot more of the ball? Just giving the, given the fact that how good he's been. Cleary is that good of a player that he should be still scoring in the 60s to 70, but there's a, there is a slight worry, and I can understand why people are, are, tr- are possibly trying to steer away from him a little bit. Like, the Panthers are going to be great, and he should get all these attacking stats, but will Luai take a bunch of it this year? It didn't affect him at the end of last year when Luai was playing great, but will it this year? That's the question. 
Leander did really well, got 40, 41 points, uh, did, did well there. And it's just going to be a question of, for that for that spot in the, in the number eight jersey, it's probably going to be split between him and Spencer Lineu, who scored really well off the bench also. But you're thinking maybe 45 minutes for Leota, 35 for Lineu. Um, will that be enough for both of them? I think they're both slightly undervalued, but will it be enough? I'm not sure. Appy played great. Kikau played well. Got a score of 40. Not someone I'd be interested in. Isaiah Yo, solid at 55 points. Yeah, Spencer came on, did his job. 150 metres, 20-odd tackles, tackle bus. Perfect, exactly what you need. And I think he's someone that's going to make be a slow burn cash cow on your side. Eisenhuth and Cakewell, where are they going to be on the bench? That's what we're going to be looking at, um, as depending on how many minutes some of these forwards are going to get. Uh, that's all with this side. We move to the Eels. All right. So Gutho played solid. Again, not a keeper I'd want to be bringing to my side. Opacek scored at the end. Had a solid game, and again, he's someone that's at a a slightly cheaper range who could do well for your side, but he has a pedigree of not doing too great for the Cowboys. Obviously, the Eels are a lot better side, but that's something to think about. Dylan Brown did what he needs to do. Nothing crazy. Same with Moses. They'll both be 50-plus point scorers for the year. All right, moving along. Reed Marnie played well. Not someone I want to talk about. Paulo, same thing. Sean Lane. Madison did okay. Did what he needed to do in the trial. Nathan Brown scored 58. Did great in his decent minutes. So if you're still interested in him, I'd, I'd suggest go for it. He's going to be a focal point in that in that middle for this side. Um, Isaiah Papali came in and did well as well. So it'd be interesting to see where he fits in this side. Uh, but that's all with the Eels at this stage. Uh, a decent game, but dominated by the Penrith Panthers, who are a much better side. Alrighty. Interesting one here in this team. We've got Asako... We've got Tessie New, really interesting players. Both had really good games. Asako looked strong, um, helped provide some space for guys like Tessie New out on that right, um, helped him with the try assist as well. So they both played really well. I see them as decent options for your side. Asako being that little bit more expensive is a slight risk compared to what Tessie is, being a lot cheaper. For those asking, he will get dual position but it will be after those team lists on, on the first week. Uh, so we'll probably get on the Wednesday, which is annoying to, to create sides now, but you're just going to have to pencil him in in the centres or the wing fullback uh, if you're interested in him. But he looks strong. Uh, look at in defence as well, I think was my most important one. It was just seeing that he wasn't missing a bunch of tackles. And he looked like he held his own, which was great. Saka with the goal kicking was really, really strong in that in that area. Tom Dearden did his thing. Brady Croft looked okay. Carrigan was fine at eight. Turpin was really interesting. He kicked a bunch out of dummy half. He scored a try. He tackled well. If he gets an 80-minute roll, I think he's going to. Sh- he should be in a lot of to- a lot of teams. Matty Lodge. I think he did. I'm really happy with how he moved. He 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 ran well. He's not. He's you know. He's that Aiden Tolman slight build where he's he's a bigger guy, a little bit slower, but but runs hard, tackles hard, and I think he's going to make money this year. Jordan Ricky looks solid. Didn't look as great as he did in the All Stars, but he did what he needed to do and was solid in defence and and ran well too. Pangai did what he needed to do. He obviously didn't play big minutes. Uh, Flegler picked up an injury. Uh, and the only interesting one's going to be where's Corey Pakes going to play? I wouldn't be thinking about Ben Teo. A bunch of people are thinking about bringing him in, but I wouldn't want to talk about him at this stage. Moving on to the Cowboys. Hamiso was interesting. Drinkwater did his thing. Um, Hamiso on the centers is a little bit more interesting. He'll, he'll get a little bit more ball and, and, and should do well there. 
Valentine Holmes, he played on the wing and then moved to fullback, and they looked a lot stronger as a team with him at fullback, which uh, which was interesting. Clifford and Morgan played smaller minutes. Robson, it looks like there's going to be someone on the bench to cover him, which is annoying for his prospects. Mitch Dunn scored a try, I wouldn't want to talk about him. Lolo did what he needed to do. Lockie Burr came on and got 39 points, so he's, he's an interesting one if he gets big minutes in this pack. Given the fact he's come over from Warriors, it'll be interesting to see. Corey Jensen was really big and strong off the bench, if you're thinking about him. Um, but it just depends what his role is going to be. Peter Holler looked okay. Someone I'm not sure of at this stage. It'll be interesting to see where he sits on the interchange as well. And then Isar Masters came on and looked really strong in attack when he when he played. But it looks like if he's coming off the bench now, will he, will he get a starting job in this team? O'Neill and Hamiso didn't get to play the All-Stars game, which Isan did, so maybe that plays a factor as to why he didn't start, but we'll have to wait and see with that one. In our last one, guys, we didn't get, we haven't got fantasy stats on this one yet, but the Tigers look really strong, starting with Dane Laurie. There wasn't a lot of really good defence coming his way, but he, he showed that he's really quick. He's going to get some tackle breaks. He's going to make a lot of metres, and there's a chance he's going to score some tries. So if he gets that starting spot, you have to lock him in. Tommy Tillow looked really strong in the centres. Uh, probably not an option at this stage, though. Roberts, I'm happy with how free he moves. He does seem a bit scat, like he's he's hitting and trying to offload all the time and um, has scored a, scored a nice little try off a kick. Um, so at that cheaper price, he's a decent option. Nofaluma looked his, his great self. Luke Brooks kicked goals at the start of the game, and then Dewey, uh, Dewey kicked when, when Brooks went off at the end. So it'll be interesting to see if he's kicking goals as well. He's going to be a really, really good option for a lot of people's sides, given the fact that he even he had a couple of tries in this game and, and should do better than what he did uh, last year, especially. Jake Simpson come on and looked okay. He scored a, a little sneaky try at the end, but you know, it wasn't anything too spectacular. And on the Seagulls side, Josh Huster was a clear standout. So if he's getting that starting six role, then he should be in most teams. Cade Cuss got injured and he should be out for a couple of weeks. Actually, he was the one with the, with the cooked thumb. I... I'm sorry about that, uh, getting that wrong before. But, yeah, Schuster's a really good option for sides if he if he comes in. He looks like he's uh, beyond beyond his years in terms of his knowledge and, and, and smarts and, and did really well on the field. So he's an interesting option. He, he set up a, a try for Trebojevic as well. Um, but other than that, the Eagles, there wasn't a lot really interesting to, to talk about with them. Tapao looks fine. Uh, and they didn't play DCE and all that sort of stuff. So that's partly why they got smashed. But there you go, guys. That's the... Uh, that's the wrap from the trials. If you've got any questions, please leave them uh, in the comment section. And uh, as I said, I hope you're enjoying it. And please leave a like again and, and hit subscribe if, you, if you're new to the channel. I've seen I've got about 35% of my watchers are subscribed. So that would really uh, be beneficial to me. And we'll see you in the next one, guys. Good luck this week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.